Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. And that was, uh, that was smooth, Alexander. Thank you for that. Um, I am beyond excited uh, to be delivering for everyone today. Um, I had one of the biggest kind of 
I guess, professional psychological realizations recently. And it's actually a perfect segue from what Kate was just, um, you know, pouring into us, the importance of creating that, that list of your top 100 dreams. And what I want to talk about today is the fact that in most cases, affirmations don't work. Ooh, yeah, I just went there. See, like coming from someone, the only reason I can say this is because I write my goals every single morning. If you follow me on Instagram, you watch me recite my think and grow rich major, major definite purpose statement every single morning. Um, I write down, you know, what I'm grateful for. That's why Glenn and I, when I met Glenn, we were two peas in a pod because he had created the, the morning five. And I was literally following the morning five step by step without even knowing it with my own um, morning routine. And uh, for those that don't kind of tune in regularly, um, if you're not, you know, here, if this is one of your first times at Breakfast with Champions, um, you know, I, I struggled with debilitating anxiety uh, at one point in my life. Uh, you know, my, my family went bankrupt um, in 2008. Everything we owned got repossessed. Um, I walked in on my dad with another woman, uh, which you know, was the spark for my parents getting a divorce and it falling into alcoholism and just a really bad downhill spiral in my life to where it all manifested, where I was just experiencing this debilitating level of anxiety. And, you know, I, I went through this whole process of trying to rewire my brain. I remember I watched this video from Tony Robbins and he said, I didn't like who I was so I constructed my identity. And he said it with such conviction. And I remember I, I kept replaying that every single day on YouTube. I was like, wow, Tony Robbins, you know, like literally took the person he wanted to become and reverse engineered it by habit, by practice, by goal setting, right? Through affirmations, right? And went through this entire process of designing the exact person that he wanted to become. And I went through that same exact process. So in 2008, you know, I'm experiencing all this anxiety. I go through it for years, for like four or five years. I'm seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, prescribed antidepressants. I'm at the lowest of low point. I mean, there were days I was walking down the sidewalk and I thought someone was gonna pull a gun on me. Like I was just afraid of everything. I was afraid of public speaking. I was afraid of selling in any regard. Uh, I was just afraid of everything. But I put on a confident front and I had all these affirmations. I overcome anxiety. I overcome anxiety. I overcome anxiety. And I remember that one day I had this huge epiphany. And the epiphany was by saying I overcome anxiety, I'm becoming more of the problem. Like I'm literally, my affirmation includes my problem, right? But more importantly, that wasn't the main realization. The main realization was my actions don't align with my words. And this is one of the first times I realized this phrase, which I've been tossing around. I've never like publicly stated it because I wasn't clear on it yet internally. So for the first time ever, I'm gonna ex explain this term that's called affirmations, not affirmations, affirmations, right? See, affirmations are the ability to influence the subconscious mind through the repeated use of suggestible 
phrases stated in a positive emotional tone, right? So for example, if you state to yourself, I am rich, 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 that's not a good affirmation because I have no enthusiasm in my voice when I state it. I am rich. That's a little better, but it's still not good enough because it's not specific, right? I am worth $20 million. I am worth a billion dollars. Okay, now we're getting there. We're getting closer to the measurement side of it and the conviction side of an affirmation. The challenge is eventually your subconscious mind is going to call BS, okay? Someone unmute and say BS. Oh, BS. 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 <laughs> That's what your subconscious mind does when you repeat a affirmation to yourself, okay? And your actions don't align. So affirmations are like old news, okay? They're, they're old potatoes. I don't know if that's a thing, but they're, they're old. Like everyone knows about affirmations. Everyone knows about goal setting. Let's talk about action setting, right? Let's talk about like when you set the goal, what is the distance between the setting of the goal and the, and the first scary action, right? So in my experience, I remember I did all this stuff. I did all this biohacking, and I'm grateful for it. I really am. When people ask me, what am I most grateful for in my life? It's hands down having anxiety at that point in my life forced me to design my morning routine, right? This morning I woke up at 4.20 a.m. I already worked out. I've already meditated. I've already written down all my goals and gratitudes. Um, now I'm on this show. After this, I'm going to read some mindfulness books. Like I have a whole calculated morning routine that I go through every single morning. The only reason that I went through that level of discipline and with how I plan my days and my business is because I had to. So I'm grateful for my anxiety that I had to overcome, right? Um, and, and as a result of that, um, I learned all these lessons about affirmations, right? So that's what I'm talking about is, I remember when I was at this point where I was trying to overcome my anxiety that I realized I did like four years of all this biohacking, created all these routines for myself, and it got me 50% there, solid 50%. Like my, my anxiety went down, my health improved, blah, 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 blah. But that wasn't enough. Like I knew there was more to life. And I had to really push myself to do this, but I decided the number one thing I was afraid of was sales, right? And... I remember I just read this book. Uh, actually, I had a conversation with Tom Bilyeu, actually. It, it was at like a conference and he talked to me for like five minutes. And he was like, he was like, just run directly towards the thing that scares you the most and take the most direct route to your passion. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? And I remembered seeing a video on YouTube from like Brian Tracy about how the best way to become a self-made millionaire is to learn sales, right? And so I decided to just start applying for sales jobs. And then right as I was applying for all these sales jobs, uh, I picked up the book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And it said to set these really, 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 really big goals, right? And so I set this goal. I got accepted at the job, uh, uh, yellowpages.com as a salesperson with no prior experience, right? And I had this goal. I remember the interview with my sales manager and he uh, asked, how much money do you want to make, Bill? This is before he hired me. And I said, $400,000. He was like, in your first year? I was like, yep. 
And he laughed in the interview. And I stayed completely straight faced. The most I'd ever made prior to that was 50,000. I was working at an insurance company and had no sales experience at all. I was just doing underwriting. And uh, so I basically told him that. He laughed me out of the interview. I thought I, you know, I thought I didn't get the job. Next day, I get an offer. And, um, uh, you know, fast forward, my first week at that job, I made like 10 sales. Each were like $20,000 transaction value sales. And everyone thought it was luck and, and you know, everyone was criticizing me and ended the first 18 months there as the number one sales rep out of 2000 in a multi-billion dollar company and one president's club and didn't make 400 grand made $265,000 um, in, in that first job. And fast forward now, I've just followed the same exact practice, right? Where I set a really big goal and I run towards whatever that fear is that's close to that goal, right? So when I started SMB team, I set the goal of doing $256 million per year, right? Which was uh, four years ago. Um, and I created a reverse engineered plan every single year as to how I was gonna get there. And every single year we've exceeded our targets since this year will end over eight figures in collected revenue, not just like real estate contracts sold or whatever BS or mortgages sold. No, like actually collected revenue in the bank account, $10.1 million. And all I've been doing is chasing the fear, chasing the fear, right? And setting really big goals, going directly towards the fear, right? I noticed that a lot of people don't get the chasing the fear side down, right? And apologies for those, I have to reshare this because there's a lot of new listeners that come. Um, but I share this so that there's context that like you have to marry actions with your goal setting. At the end of the day, you have to marry actions with your goal setting, right? And what that means is the distance between when you set a goal and how fast you take the first gut-wrenching, scary action towards that goal is actually a greater sign of success than how many times you repeat the goal to yourself. I'll say that one more time. The distance, someone unmute and say distance. 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 Let me get one more distance. 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 Okay. The distance between when you set a goal and when you take the first gut-wrenching, scary action towards that goal is a dramatically greater sign of success than how many times you've repeated that goal or written that goal down to yourself. So let's inspect that. So the actions that you take are votes for your goals. The actions that you take are votes for your goals. Once you set a goal, you are the only person who can vote for whether that goal gets done. And the only ballots that you get are for each action that you take. Right? So so 
the, the highest value task is not, it's actually not the affirmations. It's not repeating this will get done, this will get done. The next step is actually the highest value one because that's what solidifies, hey, subconscious, I am serious. Someone unmute and say serious. I am serious. 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 Okay. This isn't a joke. This isn't just another pipe dream. This isn't. Do, do I have everyone's permission to get a little aggressive for a second? Yes. 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 Two of you. Aggressive. Let's go. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We've all set goals. Okay. We're coming up on 2022, January 17th, the famous day. And 65% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions. 65%. By March, the number is north of 90%. All this motivation, all this inspiration. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to And adversity hits. Let's give up. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to work out before the sunrise. I'm going to I'm going to get my diet in check. I'm going to blah, 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 Your subconscious mind goes, oh, okay, maybe it'll be real this time. A couple days in, subconscious mind goes, eh already not waking up when we said we're already not doing this we're already doing so the subconscious mind remember this is a survival mechanism it's there to protect you it's also there to protect your identity a lot of people forget this why is public speaking in some cases a greater fear than death well because public speaking gives the risk of the death of identity. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Meaning, if everyone criticizes you and says your speech sucks, right, there's a chance it could shatter your hopes and dreams and most importantly, your identity. Right? Your subconscious mind protects not just your survival in physical world, but in identity world. So if you keep telling yourself, I'm going to lose X pounds this year, I'm going to get my diet in check, I'm going to get active on social media, I'm going to build my business, I'm going to blah, 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 but your actions don't align, your subconscious mind wants to protect you identity-wise. It doesn't want you to feel like a failure and that's where the invention someone unmute and say invention 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 thank you thank you the invention and yes i believe this was invented the invention of excuses came from from that good old subconscious mind of yours once the goal setting movement blew up and everyone starts setting goals getting goals blah, 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 goals 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 that's where excuses popped up and excuses turned into, you know, the, the epidemic of the inappropriate diagnosis of quote unquote mental disorders. The vast majority, if you read studies, the vast majority 
of people who have a quote unquote mental disorder don't have a mental disorder. They have a behavioral condition. I was diagnosed generalized anxiety disorder. I had a psychologist say, I'm going to suffer with this my entire life. And I rewired my brain because it was a behavioral condition. I learned how to change my thinking processes, my personal habits, most importantly, my actions and how they align with my goals. A behavioral condition is very different than an actual chemical imbalance, right? But bottom line, I'm not talking down on those who have chemical imbalances, right? I was blessed with a few myself, but I'm saying that most of them, right? Most of them are behavioral conditions. My point in bringing this up is that excuses are your subconscious mind's way of protecting you. When an excuse pops up, it's your subconscious mind's way of saying, you set this big goal, you're probably not going to reach it, and this is why. I don't have the skills. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the t- uh, I don't have the freedom. I don't have the wherewithal, whatever it is. It's because of the economy. It's because of the, the job market's hard. It's because blah, 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 blah. Someone say blah. Someone on mute say blah. See, you got to personalize these crappy, just limiting beliefs. Like you got to actually out loud say blah. If you get into a state, like this is something that a lot of mindset coaches teach is like, just personalize, like label this excuse. You're giving yourself a like, blah, come on, man, get out of the way. What are you doing? Blah, come on, what are you doing? I got, I got goals here. The alternative to an excuse is to lower the target, to lower the goal, to reduce the size of the goal. Someone unmute and say, never! Never! never. <laughs> Never, never. I refuse. I will tell you guys this. Never. Not one person, thank you. Not one person on this stage has too big of goals. Not one person in the audience, on this stage, anywhere on the Clubhouse app right now has too big of goals. Not one person. You don't have too big of goals. Right? But the subconscious mind, again, doesn't want you to feel like a failure. And you'll convince yourself to lower those goals. Or you'll convince yourselves of your excuses. I had the goal this year to do 8.7 million, 8.7 million. I wrote it down every single day. I said it out loud every single day. Someone unmute and say every day. Every day. That's how your goals have to feel to you, by the way. Like water, like, oh man, this goal again? (laughs) Jeez, I've written this down every freaking day. Oh 
gosh, again, 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 again. Your goals have to become like frustrating to you. Like I'm frustrated. I'm still writing this goal down. I'm frustrated. It's not happening yet. Oh, God. again, 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 again. I wrote that goal down all year. We literally were at like a, a four or five million dollar run rate for like three quarters of the year. I just kept writing the goal down. I kept taking my actions. 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 And within the last three months of the year, poof, we exceeded the goal by just under two million. Poof, just like that. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, it says, sometimes uh, riches flow in so quickly that we don't know where they were at for all of those lean years. And they flow in without hard work or effort. See, what people don't see is what happens under the surface before the external successes. Right? There's all this internal work, all these belief shifts, all these habits formed, all these books read and mentors learned from. And then eventually, poof, you break the surface and it seems like an overnight success. It seems like people say, that person came out of nowhere. Say yes and unmute if you've heard that before. That person came out of nowhere. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, externally, you're right. Externally, they came out of nowhere. Yeah. Internally, they did not come out of nowhere. There, there is so few examples of overnight success, it's laughable. Someone unmute and go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 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 Let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, but anyway. There's so few cases, so few cases of overnight success. I was saying, let's pretend that didn't happen to myself. I wasn't offending anyone. I, I made the really loud noise at the end. Um, I just like to own up to those types of things. I have, I have outbursts at times. Um, let's stop looking. Like there is no such thing as overnight success. Every success is a slow building process. So, what I want everyone to do, if you, have, if you have a place in front of you to take notes, if you can pull out the notes in your phone, this is the number one key, the number one secret to affirmations. Not affirmations, affirmations. Remember, the actions you take are the votes towards your goals. Number one step is habit redesign. Okay? So I spent this weekend, I spent a six hour calendar block with myself and I redesigned all my daily rituals, all my weekly rituals and all my monthly rituals. Cause what you do is more important than anything else. Show me your calendar and I'll show you your future. So I redesigned. I, I, DJed stuff around in my morning routine. You know, when am I gonna 
uh, write my goals and gratitudes and review habits every morning? When am I going to, um, you know, uh, do my strength training versus my high intensity interval training? When, uh, how many days per week am I going to stretch? Um, when am I going to meditate and read mindfulness for 20 minutes each day? Um, when do I recite my purpose statement out loud? I send a daily diet report to my diet coach with a screenshot of my, my fitness pal app and a, a 60 second video on exactly how many calories I ate yesterday. Every single day, I send him a video on that. That one thing right there keeps me at like a 12% body fat. Um, uh, let's see, hourly habits. I have a standing desk. I have to stand for at least uh, uh, two hours each day. I have to do three 50-10 break cycles throughout the day, which means I work for 50 minutes. I take a 10-minute detachment break, close my eyes, and then dive back in. I have a whole process on how to take 10-minute breaks. If you guys download my tool thing on my Instagram, um, uh, you'll, uh, we'll send it to you. Um, but I have this process on how to take a 10-minute break, seven steps. And I do that three times per day. I have limits on my caffeine intake. Did you know that the average human is only supposed to intake a maximum of 400 milligrams of caffeine? Did you know that if you have one Starbucks, what part of the reason Starbucks is so addicting unconsciously is because the caffeine content of Starbucks, either cold brew or the regular coffee is so much higher by a percentage basis. It's insane. Like one venti, whether it's a, a cold brew or a uh, traditional hot coffee can account for like all of your caffeine daily dose. You're wondering why you're crashing later in the day put limits on your caffeine, right? Uh, next one, limits on alcohol. Um, I've never had a problem with alcohol, but I, I like to make sure I don't exceed a certain, I just casually have like one drink uh, each weekend night, typically like a red wine, but I want limits around that so that if I'm going out to a business function, I don't drink, you know, two drinks. And then that adds to four drinks over two days, right? So I have three drinks per week max. I have dessert limits. I have TV daily limits, right? Again, we are what we do, right? I have my sleep time requirements, my turnoff time, my sleep time, right? Which my turnoff time is one hour before my sleep time. My wake up time um, is, you know, usually around seven hours after my turnoff time, six hours, 55 minutes. Um, I like operating at a slight sleep deficit um, because I, I don't, I like having efficiency in sleep. Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, uh, don't have enough time in a day, sleep faster. Well, there's truth to that. If you're sleeping too much, it's harder to fall asleep. Um, and sometimes it can be harder to wake up because you get more groggy. So I actually like limiting my sleep to just under seven hours a day. Um, all this stuff I've, I've planned. I have my Sunday planning ritual where I plan my entire week, um, usually in the morning on Sundays for the following week. Um, I have my reading uh, rituals. I have my, um, uh, I have a wealth shopping ritual where every week I try to look at houses that inspire me and like big things that I, I will be able to afford one day. Um, I have uh, leadership routines for my 35 full-time team that I manage as CEO, um, you know, my weekly praise requirements, uh, how I want to praise the team, 
Um, what is my monthly learning plan? Which mentors do I want to learn from? What courses do I want to get through this month? What books do I want to read this month? What research do I want to do on either the industry, the news, tech, or my investments? Um, what is my quarterly and annual goal setting habit personally and for the business? What is my monthly finance habit? I call it a net worth review. Every month I want to review is my quote unquote net financial situation improving, right? Um, what are my weekend pillars? So many people waste time on weekends. It's crazy. Think about how much time that is just because there's a societal agreement. <laughs> my, my coach, Myron Golden, calls it a societal cultural mechanism. Um, like brainwashes people to think that weekends are for relaxation. Well, newsflash, if you don't feel relaxed during the weekend, whatever the heck you're doing for relaxation ain't working. Someone on mute and say, it ain't working. It ain't, it ain't working. working. It ain't working. It ain't working. Okay. So if you're, if, if quote unquote relaxation is the goal and that's not what you're feeling, right, then change it. So I have weekend pillars, you know, I want to focus each weekend on four pillars. I want to focus on learning. I want to still hit my morning routine. I want to focus on relationships and I want to focus on energy and renewal. Now, everyone has different ways that they feel energy. I tend to be a daredevil. I've broken 19 bones. I grew up racing dirt bikes. Um, so I, I've broken 19 bones over my lifetime. So I just love taking risk. So ask me what's relaxing. Well, I'm going to Killington, Vermont this weekend. Driving up to Killington, Vermont, and I'm going to snowboard for two days. That's relaxing to me. Hitting 40-foot jumps on my snowboard is calm to me, right? That's my form of relaxation. If you put me on a sofa and tell me to watch a movie, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm going crazy. I'm like, dude, let's go do something. Like, I could die tomorrow. I don't want to I don't want to have the last thing I did, you know, be watching a, a stupid movie that has nothing to do with me, right? Or feeling enjoyment, right? Or purpose or what I can give back to the world, right? So we need pillars in our weekends. We need pillars on our time off, right? We're, we have New Year's coming up, right? You're just going to get off track on New Year's. You're going to abandon your goals, your personal disciplines and habits, right? Like everyone has a different thing. Like my wife, Emily, she actually loves relaxing. Like she has nothing to do for a day. She's smiling. She's, you know, just completely relaxed. And meanwhile, I'm like going crazy, right? I'm like, let's go do something right? That's just who I am. I, I'm not going to try to change that, right? So embrace your form of recharging and relaxation. So I bring this up because we're talking about affirm actions, right? So I just brought you through like a whole list of my habit portfolio, right? Everyone has, yeah, if you ever invest in stocks, you have a stock portfolio you've heard of before, right? Stock portfolio. What's your habit portfolio? What's your morning habit portfolio? What's your daily habit portfolio? What's your nightly habit portfolio? What's your weekend habit portfolio? What are your weekly, monthly, and annual habits, right? Then it's not enough. Remember, actions convince your subconscious towards your goals more than anything else. 
It's not enough to say my goal is X. My habit's going to be X. Next step. Remember, like I always say this, commitments are made in two ways. In the wallet, repeat after me. Go ahead, unmute. In the wallet. In the wallet. In the wallet. wallet. Okay. That's one way that commitments are made. The second way that commitments are made is in the calendar. Repeat after me. In the calendar. In the calendar. calendar. Okay. So if it's not, if you haven't transacted on the decision you made or it's not in the calendar, I don't believe it. Right? So your next step is schedule it. Discipline equals freedom. You're going to have to be disciplined in the beginning. Okay? In the beginning, you're going to have to over plan it out. You're going to have to over, you know, go go super detailed with it, right? You're going to have to actually plan out every minuscule detail. Right? Then, over time, you'll start getting into a flow and you start feeling like, I got this. Someone say, I got this. I got, I got this. I got this. I got Sorry. this. I got this. Let me get a couple more. I got this. Say it with swag. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. Say it again. I got this. I got this. I've got this. Like those words should be going through your head all day. Someone on mute say all day. All day. All day. All day. Imagine how your like how would your posture be if if the words going through your head all day were I got this I got this I got this I got this right again that's an affirmation we're talking about affirmations affirm actions affirmative actions so the affirmation gets you started the action keeps you started and actually gets you to the promised land Right. So again, like get your af- get your goals clear, get your vision clear, get all those things clear, because if you don't have a goal, there's nothing to take action on. Right. In a productive, clear, coherent way. That's step one. But step two is where you're going to spend ninety nine, ninety nine percent of the journey. <laughs> Someone on mute and say ninety nine. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. One second setting the goal, 99% of the time, right, in doing and doing again and doing again and doing again and adjusting and adapting and innovating and coming up with new ways, right? So 99% of our time is spent doing the actions after the affirmation. Now, here's something I hear all the time is like, sometimes we'll ask our team because we have 35 person team and we'll, and we'll like ask like, what do you want? You know, we, we had this habit in the past, which we don't do anymore. What do you want to do? People say, follow your passion. Right. And that's an example of that is when you ask people in your family, members of your team, if you own a company, what do you want? What do you want to do? I'm here to tell you most people don't know. So the, the response 
that you're going to get from most people is going to be an uninformed response, including from yourselves. Well, I prefer this. You don't, you haven't tried enough in order to know what you prefer. There's a very, 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 very small percent of people that figure out early in life exactly what they were born on this planet to do. The Michael Jordans, the Warren Buffets of the world, right? I mean, Michael Jordan, you know, Tiger Woods, if you guys saw the Tiger Woods documentary, unbelievable documentary, by the way. Like he had a golf club in his hands, like at age two, right? Michael Jordan just happened to whatever happened in his life where he got close to a basketball early on, right? Warren Buffett was read every book in the public Omaha library on investing in like, I don't know, by like age 12 or 13 or something. That ain't most of us. Most of us start out with the wrong environment, right? With the wrong early childhood experiences as it pertains to what we were placed on this planet to do. It's our job to take massive action constantly to find out what is the thing, those few things I vibe with. That's why I always say identity crises are a minimum requirement to growth. Get used to identity crises. Get used to feeling like, well, I thought this was my calling, but it's actually not. That's good. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Right? It doesn't matter. Every single experience you've ever had in your life, remember that prior thing I talked about. The concept of the overnight success. It's never the overnight success. It's never the overnight success. It's always this slow behind the scenes building process of all these tiny habits and most importantly, the failures. They say the best person to make as a CFO of a company, chief financial officer of a company, is a CFO that already went bankrupt. Because they've already been through the worst of the worst of the worst. Right? I was talking to uh, Brandon, who runs operations at SMB, and uh, yesterday, he's, he's my right hand at SMB, and I was talking to him yesterday, and I was like, man, I just, I love failure. I love, I, I just, he was talking to me about this investment that he missed out on, right? And I actually think he's here. Um, but he was talking to me about this investment, and I was like, dude, that's awesome you missed out on that investment that you could have put in 15 grand and made a million bucks. He's like, what? I was like, how would you ever be aware of new investment opportunities or new big upside opportunities in the future if you didn't make that mistake? Just increase the speed at which you experience pain. Experience more pain faster and learn from it faster and you'll become a billionaire. The question is, how fast is your cycle? And this is another point I wanted to make on the experience myth. <laughs> has anyone ever heard like someone who has been in business, right? And their revenues have stayed about the same for 10 years. And 
they say, I have 10 years experience. Have you ever heard anyone get super proud? Unmute and say yes. Have you ever heard someone get super proud about their experience? Yes. Yes. Two people? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes, sir. I always roll my eyes at that. Thank you for the participation, everyone. I always roll my eyes at that. I'm like, no, you don't have 10 years of experience. You have one year of experience repeated over 10 years. Can I get some? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You don't have 10 years experience. You kidding me? That's not a year's experience. It's a joke. A year of experience is like, is like Alexander the Great, like trying to conquer three, five cities within a year and like, Tons of troops go down, and you're like, oh, my God, we got to change our strategy. Change. Steer the boat. Steer the boat. Ah, ah, ah. Right? That, like, like, that repeated, like, five, six times a year. Okay, that's a year of experience. That's a year of experience. Someone unmute and say experience like that. Experience. 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 Okay? The alternative is... <laughs> Right is is the 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 whole concept of your deepest skills form your deepest ruts, right? The the things you are most competent at are the hardest things to delegate and give up. They're the hardest things to hire people for. They're the hardest things to grow beyond. Right. So whenever I hear someone say, "I got ten years experience," I roll my eyes at it. I'm like, "Show me." If you had 10 years experience, you should be doing $200 million in revenue. What are you experiencing? Because doing the same thing every single year, there's no experience in that. <laughs> what are you experiencing? You're experiencing dull, same, same, going through the motions every single week. Not, is that an experience? When we talk about the word experience, what comes to mind, right? Five-star dining experience, uh, amazing resort experience, right? The uh, huge, amazing client experience that we were given uh, when we signed up with this company and blah, blah, blah. Experience. Right? Like, that's why my, like, my number one phrase, I used to have, my number one phrase used to be uh, growth is a minimum requirement, which is a core value of SMB team, my company. Um, <laughs> and now my number one phrase has changed to move faster. Just move faster. <laughs> Come on already. Move faster. Like move faster. Everyone wants to grow. Everyone has goals. Everyone has resolutions. All that, you know, stuff. <laughs> Being polite. Just, we gotta move faster. 
move faster if you're in the wrong business model. Change it. Someone on mute say change it. Change, change, it. change, change it. Change it. Okay, if you have the wrong people on your team, change it. Right? If you're out of shape, change it. If setting goals and affirmations ain't working, change it. How do you change it? Action. How do you take action? Wallet or calendar. Or the best option is right now. Someone on mute and say right now. Right now. Right, 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 now. Now. right now. Right now. Okay. That's always an option too. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have to put it in the calendar or buy something. Just freaking do it. Scared of reaching out to someone? Go to hunter.io, hunt their email address, send them an email right now. Misspellings, I don't care. Send it out. If Grant Cardone can send, send, sell hundreds of thousands of a book called Seller Be Sold that had a world record number of misspellings in it and still make it a best-selling book, you could probably use a couple more misspellings in your life. Why don't you start misspelling stuff on purpose? Maybe it'll get you more attention. We run uh, $2.2 million per year in advertising, uh, our annual ad budget, which will be about $4 million next year. And we, we actually, sometimes, we, we've had misspellings in our Facebook ads and have them perform better. Because people comment on it. People comment on it and go, hey, there's misspelled words here. Right. And that that actually boosts the engagement of the post. Like, what if misspellings actually got you more attention? Someone say start misspelling stuff. Okay. Perfection is the enemy. Right. I want to just share one more thing here. Like Jack, well, a couple more things. Jack Welsh. I just reread the whole book winning by Jack Welsh. Um, Warren Buffett calls it the only management book you'll ever need pretty powerful the only management book you'll ever need he, Warren Buffett calls it reread that book and Jack Welsh in the book says he says <laughs> he says it under his breath too which is always his polite way you know of phrasing things um, he goes yeah this company that we that we bought they had family vibes and you know, family vibes always lead to complacency being tolerated. <laughs> and I thought about that. And I was like, wow, that is so true. Can't we apply that to every area of our life? Cause what, what are family vibes? Like family vibes. Everyone says like when they're building a company, they're like, we're a family. How many of you have heard this before? Unmute and say yes. If you've heard this before. We're a family as a company's yes. motto. Yes. 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 Yeah. We're like a family. Well, I was like, oh, that's, that's a disaster. 
like a family? Do you think like, okay, think about it this way. There is a massive difference between a Super Bowl winning team and a family, right? So think about this. A Super Bowl winning team versus a team that ends the year with one win and all the rest are losses. Both of these teams could, in theory, have the motto, we're a family, right? They could both, in, in theory, have that motto. But the truth is, we're a family doesn't make the wide receivers run their routes properly on time with the right amount of pre-preparation. Okay, we're a family doesn't cause the, uh, uh, the, 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 the star quarterback to study film until midnight, until his eyes are red you know, studying the opponent team and, and, and studying the gameplay, right? We're a family doesn't cause the running back to do that one extra drill during the week so that he can have that extra edge on the opponent, right? We're a family doesn't guarantee massive performance. Think about a family, right? Every family has, you know, the uh, you know a fun funny saying is like the drunk uh, the drunk uncle that everyone just tolerates in the holidays, right? And, but we you know but we still spend the holidays with him, uh, just because he's Uncle Eddie, you know. Tolerating it because it's family, right? In a business, the only family that you should have is the mission, and in your life. You have to be so married to your mission that your family has to adapt to your mission. Like, it, this isn't the old days where if, you're, if your dad was a locksmith, you became a locksmith. Okay, we have infinite choices. And not to mention, if you were to copy what your parents did, you're probably doing your family a huge disservice because there's a 90% chance what they did is either out of business or not even a possible business model. This is why, like, the difference with being attached to family vibes is treating your life as though you're the captain of a high-performance team you can have family vibes as long as the team comes first right so jack welsh has a saying that family vibes are the spark of mediocrity because accountability is the skill the muscle that all of us need to learn in our lives it's not a comfortable feeling. It's more comfortable to just accept everyone for mediocre performance and go, it's fine, we'll improve next time. It's fine, we'll improve next time. It's fine, we'll improve next time. And it doesn't have to be a negative conversation. If someone says they're gonna do something and they don't do it, okay? Like, speak up and say, hey, you promised this. Why didn't you do it? I know, I know you have more to you. I know there's more in the tank for you. Why didn't you do it? What's going on? There ain't no family vibes in a statement like that. 
You're going to do the whole world better by holding people accountable, especially who? Especially who do you have to hold accountable? Me. Me. Yep. The most important person in your world. Right? So if you're treating yourself with, quote unquote, self-love, hug yourself, but your goals aren't being achieved, you're out of shape, you're broke, and you're not where you want to be, well, it looks to me like maybe the self-love isn't working. Every successful person I've ever met, and this isn't a popular thing, every successful person I've ever met is their own worst critic. So what? Become better at criticizing yourself. Become more artful with criticizing yourself. Turn it into a skill. Let's like let's make criticizing myself like, you know, an actual habit. I call it habit review. I audit my habits and actions every single week because I I want to be articulate about how I criticize myself. I don't want to just have these animal-based thoughts going through my head like you're nothing you're not good enough no 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 that's not a that's not a quality question a quality question is what did i do this week in my calendar check what were my goals this week check does what i did this week align with what my goals were from this week x (laughs) right that those are artful questions that allow for positive improvement can't do that with family vibes towards yourself that's called accountability another very powerful self-audit exercise put a list what are my goals learn this from uh the the crazy madman dan pena what are my goals list that on one side of the page okay <laughs> what are my goals? List that on the left side of the page. On the right side of the page, who did I meet with or message by text, online message, meet with virtually, Zoom, Google Hangouts, or meet with in person this past week? Put those two lists next to each other. And then ask yourself this quality question. Which of these people I met with last week has anything to do with my goals on the left side of this page? As Dan Pena says, he says, you will be staggered, gobsmacked, awestruck, realizing you're spending your life around people that have Nothing to do with your goals. I'm guilty of this all the time. It's easier to not reach up. Someone on mute and say, reach up. Reach up. Reach up. Reach up. Reach up. It's easier. Reaching up is hard. It's uncomfortable. You'll get rejected. People aren't going to. Move aside immediately. And then you find a couple key mentors that will change 
everything for you. The last thing I want to share with everyone is you got to learn how to present in 2022. Like, I'm just telling you, like, you got to learn how to present your message in 2022 because all these goals, all the, the affirmations, we have a lot of people on Clubhouse who want to create big personal brands and a lot of coaches on the app, okay? Like, learn how to present. And I mean, I, I need you guys to be, like, the best public speaker ever. Because here's the thing, like, back in the day, social media didn't exist. Like, and people who had voices, the only way it spread was through word of mouth. That's hard. Nowadays, like, there are more people watching YouTube than actual movie releases. Isn't that insane? Like, think about back, like, <laughs> it sounds weird saying this, but quote unquote, back in the day, there were movie stars and then COVID-19 hit. What happened to movie stars? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it. The world has changed dramatically. The ability for you to create your own TV channel, your own personal brand is, it's the most inspirational thing ever. I can't believe I can't believe that we're in this time right now. I mean, it is so magical. I mean, anyone create their anyone can create their own TV show, their own brand, their own like magical movement, right? But if you don't know how to speak, okay? Someone unmute and say the word speak. 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 Two? Come on. Speak. 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 Thank you. Speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to learn how to speak. And the same thing applies to your family. If you want to have influence over them to uh, your friends, to your business uh, and also to your brand. So uh, my name is Bill Howes, everyone. Uh, swing me a follow on Instagram and uh, download my tools bundle. If you want uh, my best business growth tools. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.